Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This is Dr. Millicent Ravello. I am here today with my profound and illustrious co-host, Dr. Jay Calvert. Feeling profound. Profound. Good to see you, to see you Dr. Ravello. <laughs> That was good. That's your first tee off. That was my first intro. Very nice. I, I feel thought like that I was... put on like my deep voice. I don't that was really, good. I don't you really were very, very serious. Like that. And that was good. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> All Happy right. to be here. Good. Happy to chit chat today. What are we talking about today? Well, since you're running the show, I'm I'm going to leave it to you to to talk about labiaplasty. Labiaplasty. So labiaplasty is surgery of some kind to the labia, and it can be the labia majora, which is the outer part of the labia in women, or it can be the labia minora, which is the inner part of the labia in women. Right. We're talking about definitely pelvic surgery in women. In women. Not to be confused with labia, (laughs) lips. We're not doing surgery of the lips of the face. No, not the face lips. The labia in women. Men, sorry, this one's not for you. Well, they may be interested because there are, you know, there's a lot of problems that can lead people to want a labiaplasty, and the men be the one may be the ones that dial in. For instance, one of the biggest issues is pain with intercourse, mm-hmm. and so men may notice in their with their partner that they are having pain or something, and could right. ask about it. So right. I, I don't think the men should tune out completely, but this is a real problem, and uh, I've done loads of labiaplasty over the over the years because it's kind of like an add-on for me more so than a primary primary. although i have had patients as we were talking about fly in for this operation with me even though i don't even have a section on it on my website um but i do labiaplasty you know probably every you know two or three months that it winds up where i'm doing this that or the other thing and it's kind of like oh Oh, by the way doctor can while you're there can you take a look and see if you can help me with this and it's usually it doesn't have to be after children, um, but a lot of times after women have children, the labia get longer, mm-hmm. they get you know stretched out, and they right. become a problem. They can show in bathing suits. They can be, you know, just not cute. You know, yeah. that's, that's really what a lot right. of them say. It's like it's not good down there, yeah. and I want to fix it up. And so there's a lot of options in terms of doing uh, labiaplasty and and monsplasty, which kind of goes with it. The mons being the the skin above the whole vulva area where the you can just get kind of puffy or yeah. not. I think it's called a fupa. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can, but we're not going to define what that is. <laughs> Google search it and that's it. it is, and that's what it is. By the way, I saw that on the OR schedule one day. No way. I swear to God, a fupa plastic. <gasps> Put on the schedule, like, and that's bad. I was like, "Do you know what this stands for?" And they're like, "No, we just no. it was just got booked that way." I was like, "Oh my oh. god, <laughs> really?" So anyway, we won't we won't define. We'll it. call We're it gonna, a mons plasty. Uh, mons plasty is yeah. the term that I use, yes. and and by the way, very very great operation. I love These that one. I love that. They're really one. important, you know, in terms of female surgery. I think that these things are are you know they should be talked about more because while you're doing something else like a tummy tuck and a mommy mm-hmm. makeover, this can this be a really key part. This is very much part of it. And a lot of the reason is people just don't know it's an option. Totally. I mean, I'll talk with my girlfriends about it and they say, oh my gosh, that's something that you can do something about? Or they'll be like, huh, I never really thought about that. Do I need that? So there's a lot of just A, not knowing it's an option or B, not knowing that it's even a problem. And when I say problem, I have to be very specific. When we're talking about problems, I'm actually referring to it as a functional problem like you suggested pain with intercourse 
um, pain with exercise. And this is because typically it's the labia minora, the inner lips of the labia, which protrude out from the labia majora. So they're sort of hanging out. They're a little bit longer than they should be in order to be comfortable. So they get stuck and they rub and they chafe and it actually can be a problem, a functional problem. And in a quick anatomy lesson for those of you who are kind of wondering what these terms are. So when it comes to the vulva, which is sort of the uh, external aspect of the vagina, which is what many people just call it like, it's the vagina. It's the vagina. (laughs) It's not. The vagina is the birth canal, (laughs) truly where the baby comes down and where, you know, intercourse happens. So that's the vagina. But as you get into the vagina, there's the vulva. And this is the area of the labia majora, which are the external lips of the Mm of the vulva like where there's hair you'll right. have hair growth typically there. there's hair growth right and then the labia minora which are hairless and you know usually that's usually, usually what gets long and, yeah. and people are, have yeah. experience pain with intercourse and right. and and don't like that they're long and they show in bathing suits etc yeah. and then there's the clitoral hood so the clitoris which is you know a very uh, sensitive aspect of the of the uh, female anatomy and then the clitoral hood which can also be mm-hmm. too much skin and need to yep, be reduced absolutely. as well and any of these areas can be operated upon uh, in terms of the, and then above that being the skin of the of the mons, which is can especially after C sections, right? Where there's a scarring. It's a little I think there's there can be you know not only is it just that the skin gets droopy, but I think there can be like lymphedema. There is, and I, I I've seen this, and uh, and I've and I've taken care of it. So you can wind up needing to do liposuction of the mons. A, a C-section scar yeah. with excision <laughs> and then doing, you know, reduction, literally reduction of the uh, labia majora, reduction of the menorah. And then sometimes you got to bring in the OBGYN and do a, a, you know, an anterior and posterior right. repair of the vagina itself. So all these things, you know, are options in terms of rejuvenating the the, the whole region of the, 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 the pelvis, the, yeah. you know, your labiaplasties, et cetera. The labiaplasty itself, though, is a great operation because it, it's pretty easy to do, number one, um, although there are some artistic points to it that I think are really important. Right. Yeah. And I think, though, that the healing part is not, not terrible. No, but you do have to dedicate some healing time for it. Um, I have some people that think that it's not that big a deal and they can just hop up and travel or you know go back to sports, whatever. It's actually this area. Have intercourse right away. Yeah, no. This <laughs> no. area needs a little bit of TLC. It's not that it's painful um, kind of recovery, but in order for these areas to heal well, they really kind of need to take a load off for a good week. And I and I have them no intercourse for three weeks. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. you gotta like let this heal. Yeah, you know. And most most women are on board with that. They're like, whoa, yes. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you should be on board because this area's got to heal. Yeah. Um, but typically the care after surgery is pretty straightforward. I yeah. mean the the way that uh, we do these just depends on what you need to reduce, and you know the key is to not. You know, some people think, oh, I'll just, you know, snip Just this cut off. it off, yeah. You can't do no. that. You actually have yeah. to put a little Z-plasty in. You have to break up the scar. Otherwise, you get problems because there can be over-resection, which I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have problems with, uh, like you said, if you take too much, it can be like kind of open and chafed and, and right. not, that's not pleasant at yeah. all. Uh, but, you know, again, with, you know, good planning, good analysis and good planning, like all plastic surgery, you can have great results. 
And the aesthetic goal, I mean, if you're talking about the aesthetics of it, we mentioned functional problems. The aesthetics that some women come in for, that's the only concern they have, is that you want the labia minora, the inner lips of the labia, <clears throat> to be kind of tucked in and hidden yes. in between or, or beneath the labia majora so that when you are in a standing position, you don't see them hanging. Now, I say that as a caveat because there are going to be people that hate and say there's no such thing as an abnormal labia, which is true. And if it's working for you and it's not causing problems, then your labia can look however they look that's and right. that's not totally a problem. Absolutely. But there are some women who just are self-conscious about that look and they prefer to have them more tucked in. That's right. It's, you know, it, it's all about what you like and what your aesthetic is, but but the options are great and the yeah. uh, the operations work really well. Yeah, they work great. And the the labia majora, I think go hand in hand with the minora because a lot of times the age factors, so with age, the lengthening of the labia minora also goes hand in hand with sort of a shrinking of the labia majora. So yes. this is an area that loses fat very frequently with age and with changes in hormones. So this is an area that's a great place actually for fat grafting and yep. rebuilding and bringing back some volume to the labia majora. Yeah, I mean, and some people want them reduced. Mm-hmm. Some people want them enhanced and yeah. yeah fat grafting of the labia majora is great and yeah that's it works a great really procedure well mm-hmm. and, and it does because when you lose the volume it just looks like hanging skin right and it's uncomfortable you know a lot of women say it's actually i've lost volume there and it hurts to sit in certain positions yeah. intercourse hurts so separate from the labia minora just losing fat and volume in the majora can be an uncomfortable thing for women as well and clitoral hood reduction is mm-hmm. kind of key, but you, you, again, you have to be careful because you don't want to, you know, take too take much. Too much, and this is a yeah. this is a big issue. You really have this is very artistic work, and it has to look great, uh, and it has to be functionally correct. No, you know, definitely. But I think that it's when done well, like you said, it's a very satisfying procedure. It can be done as an add-on. You know, I think it's a great add-on for mommy makeovers. If you're already in there, totally. post-baby, having your tummy done or having the breast done, this is an excellent thing to add on. Um, but it can also be done on its own. It can be done awake. You know, I've done these awake and patients do quite fine. You they know, do okay with them. They come in, you can numb up the area with some topical cream. And then once that topic surface area is numb, then you can do some local injections. And by the time, you know, that they're nice and numb, they're good to go. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, for me, they're a good add-on to a rhinoplasty because <laughs> that's usually <laughs> what I'm doing. It. So uh, it's... It's just kind of the way it works. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. that's my practice. You know, it's like an add-on and, you know, what can you do? The uh, I think that knowing about it is... Knowing about battle. it is definitely half the battle, getting that message out there, um, knowing that there is no right standard way for a labia to look, but if yours are bothering you in some way, there are options to fix it. Well, I think that about covers it. You have any other comments you got to put on that one? No, I think we got it. All right. Well, why don't you take us out since you took us in? This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. 
Rock Spot Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spot Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-644-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform it's the way to maintain those operations if you mention this podcast you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.